Heavenly Father, we bless your holy name. Your glory and your honor. No one can take. Let your name be exalted. Let your power be revealed. Let your word bring about restoration and healing and establishment. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Now, I believe God's word is here and amen. When God says something, he means it. And whatever he means, he establishes it. So when God says that he is going to bless someone, he blesses that person. It doesn't matter how long it takes. Because he says that his word has he exalted above every other thing. Even above himself, he has exalted his word. And his word is Jesus Christ. The Bible says he went through the requirement. He went through that requirement. And as a matter of fact, his name was exalted above every other name. And the Bible says that when Apostle Paul, the revelator, was, I mean, called up into heaven in Revelation, the Bible says that they were looking for somebody who was worthy to open up the seal. The Bible says the lamp, worthy, came and opened the seal. So it means that the word can never fail. Men will fail, yes. Men will fail. Probably your husband will fail you, will disappoint you. Your supervisor will disappoint you. Your mother, your father will disappoint you. Maybe a guy disappointed you, a lady disappointed you. But there's something that will never disappoint. God's word. God's word. God's word. When you pick up your Bible, whatever that is written in it will not disappoint. All you have to do is to just have faith. Hold on to it. Without the word, your faith is baseless. I repeat, without the word of God, our faith is baseless. It doesn't matter how long you pray, but if you don't pray with his word, it is baseless. The word says, I mean, God spoke through his word to us that wherever the word of the king is, there is power. And God is the king of kings. Why? Because he has made us royal priesthood. We are kings. He has made us kings. So he is a king over kings. So it means he created us in his image. So when he says wherever his word is, there's power. And if there's power, it means that we can use that power to root out to demolish and to break down according to what is written in Jeremiah that if we carry that power that is the word we can demolish we can uproot things that are not bringing joy into our life things that are not bringing peace into our nations into our cities by reason of the power we have in his word we can turn things around now the problem comes that Yes, the king's word gives power. But why is it that most of us, we are not being able to experience the power? We are not being able to manifest it. Whatever word that was declared is being delayed. 
and one of the aspects is the integrity of heart. The integrity, integrity, integrity. Some, some fifty-one, some fifty-one, some fifty-one, some fifty-one. The book of Psalm, chapter fifty-one. I want us to read something. I mean, there's a wonderful passage that um, I believe it speaks volumes. And it's a psalm that David wrote when, I mean, he was in distress, when the judgment of the Lord came concerning what he had done by killing Uriah and, I mean, sleeping with someone's wife. And I read from the verse 1. I'm going to read from verse 1 to verse 11 that will be a long one he said have mercy upon me O god according to your loving kindness according to the multitude of your tender mercy bloat out my transgression wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin for i acknowledge my transgression and my sin is always before me against you you only have I sinned. Look at this. He acknowledged it. The problem with integrity is when you break your integrity, it is hard for you to accept it. Most of the times, that is what the devil does. When you are wrong, when you are compromising, he will entertain that. He said, oh, keep going. I like that. He said, I like the way you are bringing violence. I like that you are separating yourself from God. You are giving me an opportunity to, for me to come in and fight and oppress you. Because the enemy comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. So whenever we break our part of the covenant, our integrity with God is broken. So David said, I have sinned against only you by doing what I did. It was unlawful to take someone's what? Wife and sleep with that person. And it was unlawful for me to also what? Plan evil and kill an innocent man. I am guilty. I abuse my office. Look at this. He was a king. And by, as a result of his position, the Bible says that he pushed Uriah to the front. And the Bible says he was killed. So in your position as a wife, are you abusing your position as a wife? Are you abusing your position as a husband? As a son, are you abusing your position? If probably your father is working, you know your father is working tirelessly. And I mean, as a student, I mean, I believe most of us, we've done certain things before. That a copy of a book is probably maybe $50 pounds. And you go and tell your parents it's $700. You are abusing your position as a son. And most of the times we think demons resist our prayers and I mean it's because of I mean certain things that we did like probably maybe disobedience I mean I mean probably maybe um, sexual immorality and a demon do you know these are the little things that demons want use to to penetrate probably maybe your husband and probably maybe you, you, you went for something and you, you just told your husband certain things I mean it is integrity. Do you have that integrity? No, I cannot do that. Your place of influence. 
what are you doing as a Christian? Are you keeping your integrity intact? Joseph, when he was a prime minister, by virtue of his authority, Pharaoh said that it is only before the throne that he is greater than um, Joseph. But in terms of administration, he has given Joseph the full control. That means that Joseph could have what, released, I mean, judgment of death upon his brothers when they met him. But the Bible says that when his brothers got to know that it was Joseph, they were trembling because they knew what they had done. And the Bible says, Joseph said, the Lord meant it. You meant it evil, but the Lord turned it into good for me. I will not harm you because that will be breaking my integrity before God. I cannot sin before God. And that is the love. You see, that is the gospel. Jesus came to spread love. It is all about love. You see, you love God to the point where you will not want to what? Mess up. It is because the love you have for God, that is why you say, I am not going to live in a sexual immoral life. It is because of your love for God, that is why you are going to say that I am not going to miss a time in interceding for a soul. You see, it is your integrity. So, um, I continue from the Psalm 51. He said, For I have acknowledged my transgression, and my sin is always before me. Against you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward part. You see, God desires truth in the inward, in our heart. He wants to see truth. And anyone who messes up with the integrity, I mean, you are unstable. Automatically, the devil doesn't need any permission. He will come in. It all lies with your integrity. Your yes and no. I believe these are the things that we come across, challenges we come across as Christians. In our workplaces, I mean, especially when they are saying the economy is going up. I mean, things I mean, are changing, um, expenses are changing, stations are changing. I mean, a whole lot of things. Um, prices are escalating and I mean, as men, as workers, I mean, you, you have things to meet up, expenses to catch up with. And as a businessman or businesswoman, probably you want to get something at the, uh, at the price of, say, five. Um, five dollars, CDs, yen, whatever currency it is. And because of the profit you want to get, you go beyond it, you sell it, I say, probably 35. And you are a Christian. More than what you need, you see, integrity. Is the Holy Spirit convicting you enough? Or is it, is it the, the love for money that is driving you? Yes, you want to make a profit, but at what expense? Will you want to gain the world and lose your soul to it? That is what the scripture says. So David says something in the verse 7. He said, Patch me with hyssop 
and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. That talks about the level of purity. Whiter than snow. How pure it is when it's coming. How lovely it is. When people see, I mean, look around. Wherever snow falls, people are happy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, playing with it. But when the cold comes, they don't like it. God have mercy. He says, in the verse 8, Make me hear joy and gladness, that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquities. The verse 8, I want to read it again. He said, make me hear joy and gladness. Sometimes our peace and our joy can be taken away from us. And sometimes, if we dive deeper, it might be we have gone contrary to the very nature of God. He said he's a righteous God. So anytime we go against righteousness in a way, when the Holy Spirit starts pricking your heart and you forego that in a way, an aspect of your joy comes down. You realize that you are not at peace. You are not enjoying the fellowship. Especially when, when you, 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 you sin, you, you, you do things that are not, I mean, giving glory to God. You realize that your joy is taken away. And that is what makes the difference. Obedience to whatever God says. Sometimes, God will speak through his servants and his handmaidens. Speak it through the word. Are you accepting it? Are you using whatever the servant of God, the woman of God is preaching to leave? Are you using your quiet time when God speaks to you? Are you living by it? When God reveals something to you, gives you instructions in your dream, in your sleep, in your prayer closet, are you obeying it? You see, they all factor the joy, the happiness. End of verse 9, he said, Hide your face from my sins and blow them out. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. The verse 11, that is where we are going to end. He said, Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. So the Holy Spirit is pure and holy. The Holy Spirit will never force his way around. So when the Holy Spirit tells you that, hey, I want you to do it this way. Tells you one, tells you two, tells you three, and you do not. The Holy Spirit will be grieved. He said, you don't value my presence. All that he does is to just be quiet and step aside. The Holy Spirit is supposed to guide you. He's supposed to take over the wheel. The Holy Spirit is the wind that blows in your sail. So imagine the Holy Spirit who is supposed to be the wind pushing your sail for your ship to go forward. You ignore the direction he's taking you. So if the direction of the wind is south and you say you want to go north, it means you are going opposite the direction. And he cannot do anything. He cannot force you. 
So our integrity of our heart, it matters. Your heart, the state of your heart matters. So I want us to come to a place where we review how we approach life. Yes, we fast, we pray. Yes, you give, you do your tithe, you do everything. But how is your relationship with people? Because, I mean, no one has seen God. I mean, the, the scriptures makes it very clear. Um, it says, no one has seen God except Jesus. And he said, if you know me, you know the Father. And Jesus said something. He said, what you did not do for your brother and your sister, you did not do for me. He said, I was hungry, you did not feed me. I was thirsty, you did not want I mean, give me water to drink. And he asked, when were you like that? You see. So one of the key things that allows us to walk into the manifestations of God's prophetic word for our life is when we keep an, an integrity, a life of integrity, a life of perfection and holiness in our dealings with people. Do you know that with regards to the people who God used and blessed, they kept it. The Bible says that, I think in Genesis 31, Jacob was so, I mean, how do I put it? Was so loyal, was so faithful in his service to Laban. The integrity was there. He didn't steal anything from his uncle. When you read the scriptures, the Bible says that he worked for 20 years. If for 14 years for one wife and he did not compromise. He didn't even, I mean, during the seven years, he didn't go behind, I mean, go and sleep with Rachel because, I mean, he had looked for her and he, he got Leah. He kept it. He didn't, there's nowhere in the Bible where he rebelled against Laban. Even though Laban was maltreating him, he didn't rebel. Even though Laban was seven idols, he didn't rebel verbally or do anything. Joseph didn't rebel against Potiphar or against Pharaoh in any way that you are not serving my God, so I'm going to mess up your job. And this is the problem that we have. Most people are praying for breakthroughs, but as a worker, as an employee in someone's job, you are doing it anyhow and you expect God to increase you. You are not building someone's work. You are not seeing that that person's work is established. The heart that you are using is not in the right place. Yes, that person is an unbeliever. But could it be God wants to use you to save that person? Could it be God is using you to reach out to that employer that is so wicked, that is so, I mean, I mean, unloving, uncaring? Could it be? He said, let your light shine that everyone will see it. Everyone in the house will see it and give glory to God. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 to um, verse 11 to 16. So our hearts will bring us to a place of fulfillment. A place where we will see God move in our life. So begin to be good with people. When you read the Ten Commandments, is divided into two. 
the laws to God vertically and the laws with men. Say, honor your father and mother. See, love them, honor them. These have to do with our interpersonal relationship with people. And it's the same people God is going to use to bless you. God used a man who had forgotten Joseph to bless Joseph. You see? So, one of the things that, I mean, Christians, we need to know that in as much that we are building ourselves with our relationship with the Father, we should also focus on people. Because it will be a pain to realize that God gave you an assignment to love somebody to show kindness to 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 keep somebody's job intact and you will feel at that you find um best friends somebody taking somebody's husband and that person is a christian the integrity is not there i mean you find best friends somebody snatching someone's fiance and that person doesn't have any remorse, doesn't have any pricking. You see, you'll find a brother going to an extent and that brother would tarnish the image, would lie concerning somebody that he calls a brother or a sister and just for the reason of what? Getting that position at work integrity and these are the things that the enemy looks out for because the enemy came to steal to kill and to destroy in heaven what he did was to separate bring about separation he said one third and they followed and that is the main reason jesus came is that he came to destroy the oppressions of the devil when you read the earlier walking before that, he says, the enemy or the devil or Satan has been sinning from beginning and anyone who sins is of the devil. So what Jesus came to do was to destroy that, to break that in, that thing that is fighting against our integrity. Our integrity. Our integrity. So tonight I pray that your heart, your dealings with men, Will reflect your dealings with God. How you love God, you use the same amount of love to love men. Somebody say, Apostle, I mean, my 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 supervisor is very, very, I mean, hateful, racist, whatever it is. But you know what? If they were created in the image of God, if God created them, God loves them. That's the main reason God sent his only begotten son to come and die for them. You were part, but because of mercy and grace, God stretched out his hand when you accepted the call. And they haven't yet accepted it. So all that you have to do is to love them by praying that they will turn and leave the rest to God. And as you do your part, God will honor you. Joseph kept his part. He honored whatever he was supposed to do he honored his master by not sleeping with who? Potiphar's wife. 
The Bible says, through his honoring, the Lord in his own time, his own season, was able to what? Honor him and glorify him, cause his horns to be exalted. Jesus did the same thing. Jesus honored John the Baptist. He said, permitted to be. John the Baptist also honored Jesus. He said, I, I, I am not worthy. In fact, he could have, I mean, I mean, behaved as if he's the prophet at that time. Imagine the prophet at that time. Integrity. He kept, he said, no, I'm not worthy to even, I mean, untie his lace or tie his lace. Because he's greater than me. He realized it. Some people would just pretend as if they, I mean, they are all knowing. See, if you don't have it, you don't have it. You honor those you ought to honor. And it's our dealings with people. And it's sad that we are praying, but how we are treating our brothers and sisters, how we are presenting ourselves, it's keeping people from coming to the kingdom. Most believers are living. Most, I mean, unbelievers are not willing to come to their faith because of what they see with their eyes. Because of how Christians treat them. Your life is a living epistle. Okay, your life is a living epistle. Somebody will see you and just love you and just love the God. Probably they might not get opportunity to hear about your God, to hear about our Jesus. But what they will see is your life, your integrity. That there was a time where you were torn between um, denying Christ, lying just to cover up something that is in your business, lying to cover up certain things that would in turn cause you your job and you say okay well i mean if i lose my job it's going to be a problem so i mean i'm going to lie that is a sin he said that's not lie. you don't need to so as you keep on doing it you see you have given the enemy a foothold all that he needs is one lie one lie will turn to another like that and it keeps on growing it keeps on spreading roots you not see it's very subtle he will move. And once he has found place, that is where he will dig trench in your life. And I pray that from today, your life will be void of any influence of the enemy contending against your integrity. In the name of Jesus. Amen.